You're listening to the She's Unshakable podcast. I'm your host, Fleur Lonsdale. And if you're looking to create incredible courage, resilience, and unshakable belief in yourself, then this podcast is for you. Each episode, I'll be interviewing incredible adventurers, athletes, and entrepreneurs to dig deep into the strategies and tools they use to create unwavering courage and belief so that you can learn how to never give up on your goals and achieve the life of your dreams. I'm excited to bring to you Betty Kemper. Betty is now a career coach, but she found herself stuck in the corporate world and really wanted to find a way out. So she decided to check in on her passion, take the time to realign herself with what she was good at and find her strengths. And now she's a career coach and helps other women break through who feel stuck and fulfilled in their job and landing a role of their dreams. Welcome, Betty. I'm so excited to have you on our podcast today. It's going to be such an awesome chat with you, and I can't wait to hear what you've got to bring for our listeners. So before we start out, I'd love to know, what is your morning routine? I love that question so much. Um, I just, uh, you've probably heard of this book, but I just finished reading The Miracle Morning. Yes, love that book. Have you read that book? Yeah, it's such a good book, hey? Yeah, I figured, I was like, she must have read that, uh, that <laughs> book. But yeah, so I, I read that book and I did get super inspired to kind of try to set a routine for myself. So when I wake up, I've been waking up one hour earlier than usual to kind of do this. Nice. Um, but the first thing I do is um, I spend a minute journaling, which is hard for me um, to journal. I, I like to just kind of get up and go. So I'm forcing myself to do this. Yeah. Um, but I journal three things I'm grateful for. So that's the first thing. Love it. Um, I journal three, what are the three most important things I have to get done today? So kind of in the whole eat that frog, what are the three most important things? Um, And then I journal, what are the three things that I learned from yesterday? So typically there are three things I think, oh man, I could, I could tweak that. I could do a little better. Um, And then that's how I kind of kick it off. My brother and I, um, my brother's a journalist. Um, he's, he's also kind of uh, building his own space in his industry. We have started using this really cool app. It's called Commit to Three. And we log into the app and we commit to the three things that we want to get done that day, our, our three frogs that we want to eat. Um, and we keep each other accountable. So that's cool. We, um, we start off our days doing that. Awesome. I'll, um, I'll remember to put that one in the show notes. I haven't actually heard of that one before. So that's a goodie. It's always good to find yeah, some new stuff. I, I love it. It, it helps, uh, you know, it, it's hard because as an entrepreneur, you can, you can kind of get distracted by the, the shiny objects. So it, it keeps us in check. Totally, totally. Um, and then what you do a little bit of exercise or do you do your meditation as well? Yeah. So from here, I, um, do, are you familiar with orange theory? No. Okay. So, um, it's, uh, it's this high intensity training, um, I oh, guess studio I've heard gym. of it actually. I have, I've listened to a podcast okay. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, and by the way, the founder of orange theory too, she's incredible. Her, yep. she's got a real comeback story. Yes. Um, but yeah, I go there, I do a 60 minutes of high intensity working out, um, each morning. And then when I come back, I'll do, um, I'll use headspace or insight timer to do like a five minute meditation. And then I, I go, I get started. Nice. 
good work. Sounds good. Yeah, I think The Miracle Morning is such a good book. Um, yeah. If you haven't read it, you should totally read it. It, um, Although I had some idea about how to set up your, you know, morning anyway, when I read that, I was just like, oh, yeah, this is just so simple. It's so easy and it's so effective. Yes. And you hear so many cool stories of people. And I think definitely in our profession, you know, it's it's one of those things you've got to set yourself up right, especially as an entrepreneur to to just win the day pretty much. And it starts off with gratitude straight away. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's kind of revolutionized things for me. And you're right. Some of it is kind of basic, but then the more you do it on a, on a consistent basis, the more you start to see real change. So yeah, it's incredible. And I do think when we say basic, I think when you surround yourself with entrepreneurs, everything seems basic. Yeah, <laughs> and then good point. You yeah. kind of go back to like talking to people who aren't in that world and you're like what do you yes. mean you don't meditate in the morning like <laughs> so funny yeah who are you yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's true yeah so don't take everything for granted um cool so um I'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself the listeners your story and how you came about to where you are now sure sure so um you know I'll, I'll start with where I am now and then I'll, I'll rewind time and, and kind of take you back um, to where I'm, I'm coming from here. Um, I am currently an executive career transition coach. So essentially, I help corporate level uh, director and vice president level women transition out of unfulfilling jobs and into careers that they love. Um, so that's very specific. So how did I kind of get to this point? Um, my background... I went through exactly what my clients are going through. You know, I I followed, I guess what you might say is the standard corporate career path. Yeah. Um, I I talk about, you know, my story. I I feel like I I suffered from a case of the shoulds. Um, And I see a lot of my clients dealing with this too. I, um, you know, after I graduated college, um, I, I took communications. I followed a career in corporate communications, right? It only made sense. That's what I should do. (laughs) Um, you know, the case of the shoulds, my dad was a corporate HR executive. I always looked up to him. So again, made sense, go after the corporate career, climb the ladder. So that's what I did, um, for over a decade, I get settled at a company. I tell myself, you know, this is it. This is your dream role. You should be happy here. You made it. Um, but I, I wouldn't be. Something always felt off. Um, I kind of felt like a square peg in a round hole. I couldn't yeah. put my finger on it. That was the other frustrating thing is yeah. I, I felt super unfulfilled, but I couldn't put my finger on, um, you know, I, I didn't have that clarity on what would make me happy. So what I would do is I would switch companies. I'd, I'd go to the next company and think, okay, this is it. Um, you know, the joke that I had with, um, some of my friends was that I was incredible in between jobs. So the interviewing, the branding myself, the negotiating, I would kill it. And then I'd (laughs) land the job and it would just go downhill. It's like, ugh, now I'm here. So that was my life for over a decade. I was kind of, you know, essentially white knuckling it through my corporate career. Um, But, you know, it it wore me down. Um, I had lack of a work-life balance. Um, You know, I remember nights where I'd be there till midnight. Um, drove home one night from my job. My gas ran ran out because I was so so stressed at work. I didn't remember to fill my gas tank. So it's midnight. 
on a Friday and I'm out of gas because I'm so stressed out at work. I can't even do the basic things. Um, I didn't have passion around the job I did. I hated playing politics. Um, you know, I got laid off at one point. Um, it just, something had to give. It was, um, you know, I've reached my breaking point. So that's really where I activated my first superpower, which is reading and research. So I literally probably have every book under the sun (laughs) on finding your passion. Like if there's a book on finding your passion, I have it on career change. I have it. I've taken every assessment. I did all the introspective work. Um, because I knew I, cl- I needed clarity. I, it was like Groundhog's Day. I kept getting into the same type of job. Yeah. Um, and what I discovered is all signs pointed to career coaching. Um, that's where I was my best in between jobs. Um, and as I did more introspection, what I realized is I feel alive when I'm helping other people find their passion, nail an interview, negotiate their, um, their job offer. Um, and so that's when I discovered my next superpower, which is career coaching. Um, and I talk about this with my clients when they're, you know, helping them find their passion. It's not necessarily something that's out there in the universe and we're trying to find it. Um, it's within us. We just need to tap into it. Um, you know, for me, I, I, I've been wearing the red ruby slippers all along. I just needed to click them, right? So um, that's kind of the story of how I I got the clarity around what I was supposed to be doing. And from there, I just built the bridge. You know, I I studied at um, a really great uh, coach training program. Um, It's called IPEC, Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. So I spent eight months doing that. Um, and then I, I took all that experience in corporate America. I took my coaching degree. I took a lifetime of reading and research and I created my program called career bliss coaching, um, to help other women find their career bliss and then transition into it. Awesome. Yeah, it's wicked. So I'd love to know, this is, um, a bit of a random question, but obviously you said that you read a bunch of different books, but was there sort of one in particular that, clicked and everything sort of fell into place or maybe like even one of the tests that you did that sort of made you go boom oh gosh that's such a good question I'm like I should go look at my bookshelf right now (laughs) Um, you know what color is your parachute is an incredible book Um, what color is your parachute Um, there's a book called switchers which talks about people um, switching switching careers because you know it's a big kind of upheaval yeah Um, assessments uh, you can't go wrong with the Myers Brig. There's yeah. there's definitely some personality assessments you can take online for free. Yeah. Strengths Finder, um, Gallup Strengths Finder is another good one. Um, I, I think the tough part for me and and for a lot of the clients that come to me is you read all these books and you take all these assessments, but then it's kind of like, what do I do with all this? Yeah. Like it's kind of a lot. It can be overwhelming, but that's the first step is you got to get to know who you yeah, are. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the framework that I've developed is once people gather all these clues, it's how do you take those clues and craft them into non-negotiables? So for example, um, when I took a personality test, I'm, I'm an INFJ. What I realized was, um, yo, I'm super introverted. I I'd rather work one-on-one with clients and I'm in a corporate job that's requiring me to be an extrovert. So this is a bad fit for me. Right. So 
um, that's a couple of examples of some books and some assessments. You're just, you're clue gathering at this point. Awesome. And I think, I think, you know what, in this world, we live in such a busy world where we almost have like busy syndrome where everyone wants to just do everything all the time and not spend any time just on their own or just thinking about life in general. Like there is like literally one thing after the other. Every weekend there's a planned activity. Like you've got no time to just be spontaneous and take time for yourself that we almost don't give ourselves the time to actually think about what we yes. what we do and what our strengths are and what we enjoy and what we love. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I see these days is people just not having enough time or not, not prioritizing their time yeah. for themselves. I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, I see it often with my specific niche of client I'm working with. She's successful. She's super, super busy. But she's typically in a toxic environment. So when yeah. she comes to me, she's like, yeah, just get me out of here. Like, just just get me into the next best thing. Yeah. And it doesn't exactly work <laughs> like that. we nope. got to take some time to figure out what yeah. is your right fit. And that is a transformational journey. And yes, to your so. point, that's going to require introspection. Yeah. That's going to require you to set aside time to take these assessments, to journal, to figure out um, what makes you tick so that we can figure out the next right path for you. It's yeah. not something that you can just wave a magic wand and, and have. <laughs> and so right? many people feel like they don't want to, sp- well, one, spend the time because they feel like it's a waste of time. Like I hear so many people in that realm who, who I think of like yoga and meditation, they're like, I don't have time for that. And I'm like, you need to make time for that because that's where all your creativity is going to come. And that's what's going to make you spark and come alive again. At the moment, you're just stuck in this like rabbit wheel that everyone thinks is a good thing to be stuck in, but you're not doing yourself any favors. Absolutely. No, it's like, it's Groundhog's Day. You wake up every day and if, what's that saying? Um, you can't expect different results, but keep doing the same thing. Yeah. You've, you've got to switch something up and that's typically going to require to your point, some introspection, some meditation. You got to slow down just before you can speed up. 100%. I'm just going holiday. (laughs) Yeah. Um, cool. So going back to your story, what made you make the jump? What made you decide, like, make that decision to go, I am going to do this. I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. I'm going to do what other people don't think I should be doing, but I feel is right. Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, I clung to this, what I thought was a secure corporate career, right? I'm making six figures. I have benefits, right? It felt very secure. I clung to that, um, for a decade. Yeah. Right. So it is kind of interesting to think about like, what was the breaking point? And I think, um, for me, at least it had to get so bad. It had to get so painful. I had to work in like at a certain point, like the work environment was so toxic you know, I, I, I remember at one of my last jobs, I would go stand in the bathroom stall and just shut the door just so I could collect myself wow. because I felt so stressed out and it was so toxic being in that environment. So I truly feel like, um, you know, it had to get that nasty to light a fire underneath me 
to create change where I got to a certain point where I'm like the fear and the scariness of going after my passion, uh, doing a complete 180 career change, starting my own business. Um, the toxicity of the environment I was currently in outweighed the scariness of what I was potentially about to get into. Mm -hmm. And when that tipping point kind of came, it was like, let's go. Yeah. And I think you hear that so much as well. Like you, there's everyone gets to a point. I mean, I work, you know, within the health realm as well. And you see it with health. Like I'm very much, you know, let's look after ourselves before we get to a point where we have to look after ourselves. Let's do it yeah. before it all, you know, it all hits the fan and it's all gone wrong. Whereas most people wait for them to get to the part where, you know, it's bad. It's really bad. And by yeah. that time, you've gone way past the point that you need to be. And it's going to take it's going to take so much to get back to the place where you're going to feel good again. That it's, yeah. it's this strange sort of sense that we put so much pressure on ourselves for really like no reason whatsoever. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and you're right. Like, it's interesting, the spectrum of women that come to me, um, yeah, sometimes when they've really been through the ringer and they've been laid off or they've been fired or they had a toxic boss, it's like the healing period that they need before they can just jump into the next thing is yeah. is going to be a bit longer than somebody who started kind of chipping away at this before things got that nasty. Yeah. And not to say there's a right or a wrong, but um, yeah, you, you want to protect your your emotional yeah. health, your spiritual health, yeah. your your physical health. I mean, people yeah. get physically ill from how much anxiety some of these oh, jobs can induce. Stress is massive. I mean, it's a huge killer. It really is. It's, it's nuts when you think about it. Yeah. Um, fab, okay, so... Obviously, that was a big decision for you to make. And starting your own business is scary. You know, we all know that there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. There's a lot of everything that goes into it your whole life. Yeah. And we have failures along the way. And obviously, this podcast is about challenges and overcoming those challenges and believing in yourself. So I'd love to know, like, one, what made you believe in yourself enough to, to go for it and do that, but also maybe some failures that you've had or challenges that you've had along the way and how you've managed to deal with them? Yeah. Um, let me think about that. So kind of, yeah, two-part question. What what made me believe in myself and then some of the failures that I went through? Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, it. It's interesting because once I went out on a limb, when you tap into your career path that you were meant to do, I mean, I, I didn't just choose the career coaching thing. It kind of chose me. Yeah. Um, when I stepped into that space, um, the lack of confidence I felt in a job that was a terrible fit, you know, just getting beaten down every day. And then, you know, once I stepped into a career that was my perfect fit. I would wake up and I would want to do this work. Um, it's like the confidence kind of came naturally. Um, and then I found that the more that I acted, the more that I executed, the more that I learned, the more that I implemented, the more confidence I would build. Yeah. Um, so it, it was interesting how that worked and what I came to understand, um, just about the scariness of going out on your own and 
you know, I, I was the main breadwinner, right? And I also, I, I want to make sure I'm supporting my, my mom. And it felt like a lot of pressure. Um, but what I realized is the fear will never go away as long as I continue to grow. Yeah. And, and I really, really believe that. And, you know, so I think people that sit around kind of waiting for the fear to go away before they can move. It's the opposite of that. The fear will never go away as long as you continue to grow. Um, so I really embraced that. Um, and, and I also, you know, found it very important to attach myself to an empowering thought. And the one that I attached myself to was whatever happens to me, whatever comes my way, I can handle it. And, and I just attached to that thought, no matter what kind of crazy ups and downs happens with building my own business, I can handle it. Right. And, and I just embrace that. So the more I embraced and attached to that thought, the more confidence, um, that I kind of built. Yeah. Love it. And I think, now, what was the second part you asked about the failure? Yeah. So some of the challenges that you've had already that, and how you've got through them. Yeah. So I guess, you know, when I think about some of the challenges, um, that I faced it, it hasn't been, it, it hasn't been as much of a challenge once I found the right path. It was more like, um, before that, you know, the, the challenges that I faced when I, um, was going through the toxic corporate, um, kind of world, um, being laid off, right? Like that was, that was a nightmare. You start to panic. Yeah. Um, you know, um, you can definitely start to tell yourself in those moments, um, you know, I failed. Um, and, and you're kind you're at a, you're at a crossroad at that point, right? Like I had the choice. I, I could have just shut down, Um, or I could have shut up and just continued to find work on the hamster wheel and (laughs) in the job that was not a good fit for me. Um, but it was, it's a choice. It's a fork in the road. So I, I chose to go after, um, my passion and, you know, I, and, and there was a lot of like kind of craziness going on at that time too, when I was laid off. Um, you know, I, I had just, my fiance and I had just purchased a super expensive trip to travel to Myanmar we were going to run a half marathon there. And I was panicked. I was like, Oh my God, we can't pay for this. You know, we got to scrounge up our money, but we decided to take the trip. I mean, that was kind of scary as well. Like, Oh my God, we're still going to go through with this. Um, even though it felt like we should be saving all this money. Um, and, and then the other thing I did was I took a chunk of my severance, um, $10,000 and I invested it in training to get my business up and running. So, um, essentially when I felt at my lowest, what I challenged myself to do was to continue to do the things that felt the scariest. And that's really how I built my resilience. Great. I love that. And I think, you know, so many of us are stuck in fear that we sit there. And I talk about this a lot because it's, Something that I feel very passionate about is is staying in that comfort zone and and you hear it so much and you see so many people sabotaging themselves because they're so scared of that unknown rather yes. than just stepping into it and just going with the flow, just going, you know what, I'm, I'm ready for the punches, like come at me. <laughs> yes, yes. And, yes. and we are like, we are so resilient 
but so many of us are so scared to just put ourselves out there that we never even learn the resilience because we never let ourselves even get to a point where we need it and yet we just stay in this comfort zone and we never grow and and I don't want this to sound negative but I I see so many people who I believe have so much potential yet they sort of sit in a corner because they don't really want to flourish into the person that they could become. I agree with you. Yeah. And, and it's that, um, that inner saboteur that, um, that keeps you safe and small and, and tells you to just stay where you're at. And I think a lot of people, you know, and I did this too. I mean, this is just human nature, but you, you start to, um, worst case scenario, Oh, what if this, and what if that, and what if this, and you know, it's like, you don't, all you have to do, there's this analogy, I can't remember where I read this, but it's like when you're driving a car in the middle of the night, um, and you're, let's say you're driving, um, you know, an hour away, you can't see the road ahead of you all the way to your final destination. You only see as far as your headlights. Yeah. So you see just that little bit enough to drive your car forward, just as far as your headlights shine. And it's the same thing with moving out of your comfort zone into something scary. You don't need to see the whole thing laid out before you. Just take the first step. Just expand your sphere um, a little bit bigger than that little circle you're currently sitting in of of comfort and, and staying small. Just expand it a little bit, and the more you do that, the bigger your sphere will expand. Yeah. And it can be so small. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a big step. It can be the smallest step that you can imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It could be a conversation with somebody. You know. It could be. It could be. You know, taking a course. It could be reading yeah. a book. It, yeah, yeah. There's just one tiny step a day. I like to do one little thing that scares me every day. Yeah. As small as it is. Yeah. I'm with you. I love that. I think that's so. I think that's so good. And I think if if everyone could could take that little bit of advice and just go I'm going to do one small thing that scares me like every single day this year that's 365 things that you could do that are going to push yourself out of the comfort zone that you could turn into someone completely different in a year you know absolutely oh that sounds like a good documentary somebody should make (laughs) doing one thing that scares them every day and how their life would completely change in the course of a year you know there is actually someone who's done that there's a lady I can't remember her name but she I can't remember how long it was for I don't think it was it for a year but it was like every day she did something that scared her and one of them was was like get a snake around her neck or something and she she went a little like she went all out on it but um if I find that I'll send it to you Um, oh my gosh I would I'm obsessed with documentaries so I would love to watch that (laughs) I think it might be a book but anyway I'll um I'll find it and I'll put it in the show notes as well if I can so one of the other things I wanted to ask was obviously you said before you know everyone should and in fact you should yourself you know I should become this I should do that I should get on the corporate ladder when you decided to make the move and do your own thing, like, did you get any resistance from friends or family or people that you worked with that, that was a challenge for you? Oh, that's a good question. Let me think about that. Let me think about that. Um, okay. When I made the decision, did I get resistance? I mean, I, I, I have to admit, I feel very lucky 
Um, I am surrounded by incredibly supportive people, but to be real, I've been very intentional with who I surround myself by. I mean, I, I don't surround myself with people that are going to tear me down. I'm very intentional, intentional with that. Um, my fiance was incredibly supportive. I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like. And I, I know I have clients like this that that have, you know, partners sometimes that aren't supporting, um, you know, their, their dream. Yeah. So I, I will say I don't know how that feels like because he he really just believed in me almost more than I believed in myself. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, that kept me going. And, um, yeah, I, I got to be I got to be honest. I didn't really have too many people pulling me down, but. I also remember when I made the decision, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to become a career coach. I remember the first time that I, you know, invested in my coach training and I stepped into that room of people. I remember, I'll never forget sitting there the first day and just looking around and listening to the conversations people were having and thinking, oh my God, I found my tribe. Like these are my people. So from the second I made the decision to make the switch, I immersed myself with my new tribe. So I never really even gave society at large the chance to tear me down or, oh, you can't do that. You can't make six figures in your own business. I immediately surrounded myself with with my new tribe. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's such an important thing to take away as well is that some people always think they're going to be doing things on their own, but there's always people out there who are on the same path as you, who want the same success as you, who have the same values as you. And when you can find them and essentially attach yourself to them, things can change very rapidly because you've got that little bit of support or those people that literally can just go, you got this, like you go for it and just do your thing because it, it feels right for you and you've got all the power that you need. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I work with my clients on this too. When you make the decision and like, it's not like these are fleeting decisions people are making. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, become an XYZ. Like they took a long time having this introspection. So this is a very intentional strategic decision they're making to make this career transition. Um, you need to drop the energy vampires, the people that are going to suck the life out of you. Um, and you need to just surround yourself with your new tribe. Um, and also to your point, um, yeah, find mentors. People have been there, done that. Um, you know, I, have been working with some clients that are transitioning out of the corporate world. Um, one of, one of them is becoming a realtor, right. And, and that was some of my advice to her. Cause she's like, Oh, how do I do this? You know, coming out of a corporate role and, you know, get up and running quickly in the real estate world, there's other people that have done that before you. Yeah. You can find those people and figure out, right, like what that path looked like. So it is all about tapping into, um, you know, who's who's done that before you. Yeah. And I do think most people in that entrepreneurial world are, are so giving and so loving and they want to see other people succeed. Like it's not this... I don't even know about some people see sort of, you know, all this competition and people fighting against each other, but it's not like that in the entrepreneur world. It's more like that in the corporation world where people are fighting for jobs and, you know, backslapping people and whatnot. But yeah, we have. No, I totally agree with you. Everyone is, is, wants to see everyone succeed. And I think 
that's one of the best I mean that's definitely a mindset shift as well that people don't necessarily realize at the start but when you do you sort of realize everyone is on your side Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I've noticed that in the entrepreneurial world. I've noticed that in the coaching world. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is a mindset shift. And it's like, people are coming from a place of abundance. Yes. Um, that there's more than enough to go around for everybody. Yeah. And the irony is, when you yourself come from that place, I love sharing with people like what it took to get, you know, to six figures in my business and get up and running. You know, I could talk about that all day. The more you share with people, the more it comes back to you. Absolutely. It sounds so woo woo, but it's, I believe that. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. And I think, and that's another scare factor. You know, people are really scared about giving stuff that they've built or giving things that, you know, they've worked so hard on. But when you give that out to people, like, it, it comes back. The universe works in those ways. Like it sees you giving, it sees that the, the gratitude and it sees that you see abundance, that it just brings it right back at you. I'm, I'm a full believer of that 100%. I, yeah, I could think of so many scenarios where, where I've even seen that myself. Um, you know, I, I will take like a complimentary coaching call with somebody that, you know, maybe, isn't ready to purchase like a coaching package or she's not, you know, um, but I'll, I'll just serve, 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 serve. And then, um, I had one gal that she didn't end up, you know, signing on with me, but a month later she had sent a referral of a coworker who did end up signing on with me who said, wow, you really treated my friend amazingly. And she said, you great gave her some great knowledge to help her kind of move forward. And, and that's just the way the universe works. Just come from a place of service. Yep. I completely agree with that. Um, okay. So we're sort of, we've gone through a lot of questions, but, um, this doesn't really fit into, I think what you've said already, but I just going to ask anyway, cause I love this question. Cool. What's one of the scariest things that you've ever done? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I think the first scariest thing I ever did, like even before this whole like the corporate thing and going out on my own with uh, my own business, when I was in my 20s and I had graduated college um, and I was working at a title company, I quit my job and I moved by myself to Costa Rica. I just showed up by myself. Um, like, Hey, here I am. Um, and I, (laughs) I just lived, I lived life and it was incredible. And I met friends and, um, I spent all my money and, uh, you know, eventually I, uh, when I spent the last of my money, I, I came back to the States, but I think that was one of the first times where I, um, you know, again, you just feel the fear and you, you do it anyways. And, it was that kind of an experience that set me up later in life, you know, when I was leaving the corporate world to start my own business, like, Hey, if I can do that, I think I can do this. Yeah. Oh, and travel is such an eye opener for that because you gain so much confidence in not only yourself, but being around strangers and not understanding the language or the culture. And it just it's it's such a good thing to do, especially for people who have maybe never traveled in their life. Go traveling. Just go to a different country. Just go do it. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. You know, I was such a shy kid growing up. 
um, my, my aunt was a flight attendant and she always used to try to get me to come with her on these trips. And I was too scared, um, to do that when I was younger. Um, she ended up passing away in, in a car accident. And I remember when I took that trip to Costa Rica, I, in my head, I was doing it in her honor. Like, um, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to travel the world and do all the things that she wanted me to do, um, you know, before she left. And it was truly traveling internationally and meeting new people and experiencing new cultures that I truly believe gave me the courage um, to later in life leave the corporate, you know, security net um, and, and go out on my own and start my own business. That's that's where it started. Awesome. Yeah. So if you're listening and you haven't traveled yet, go do it. Trust me. <laughs> just take it. Yeah. Just take the advice and just go do it. Um, fab. I love it. I, I Everything that you've said totally resonates with me and I absolutely love that. Um, there's one while we've got you here, I might as well ask you, what do you think is the biggest piece of advice for someone who might want to step out of their job or they want to delve into finding their passion? Where can they find you? And and yeah, give us a little bit of, of, of a little pitch about what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, we've, we kind of covered some of this before, but the biggest advice that I can give people is don't take the fact that you feel afraid as a sign that you shouldn't move forward. Absolutely. That is not accurate. Feeling afraid is actually a signal that you're probably going in the right direction. And as long as you continue to grow, the fear is never going to go away. Yep. So just tell, tell your fear to get in the back seat, to buckle up. <laughs> You've got the steering wheel right? He's along for the ride. He's not going anywhere. That's okay. That means you're going in the right direction. So that's, I think the the one thing I want to instill in people. And then I think the second thing, um, is, you know, start gathering clues. If you're considering a career transition, you need to start gathering clues about what makes you tick. Um, I would, I invite people, encourage people to hop onto my website, um, bettykempa.com. Um, I blog about this weekly. Um, so I have a lot of free resources, um, on my blog, but essentially I walk people through five steps to achieving career bliss. Um, step one is unpacking your story. So you got to look backwards sometimes before you can move forward. There's a lot of really good clues in, in your job history and figuring out the stuff you loved versus the stuff you no longer want to tolerate. Um, so unpacking your story, uh, step two, clarifying your vision. So we gotta, you're not going to hit your target unless we know what you're trying to hit. So you got to get clear on your vision. Um, step three is gathering your clues. So that's where you take all the assessments and you look at your job skills. You look at your personality type. Um, step four is narrowing it down. So this is where you take all the clues And you separate them into the nice-to-haves versus the non-negotiables. I I like to work with my clients using a career scorecard where we list all the careers you're considering that came out of the assessments you've taken. And then we cross-reference that with your non-negotiables. And we actually rank. We quantify. We score it out. And 
that's the point at which people will usually have that light bulb moment. Wow, this direction aligns with the stuff I said was the most important to me. And step five is making that transition, building the bridge, doing the networking, the interviewing, the negotiating, whatever that looks like to get you to, um, you know, your, your next step here. So, you know, take one step today, guys, take one step that's going to get you out of your comfort zone and, and start to introduce you to who you really are. Awesome. I love it. Thanks, Betty. Get out of that comfort zone, guys, one step at a time. <laughs> I don't know how love many it. times you're going to hear that on this podcast, but I'm pretty sure it's said on every interview. I found my people. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Um, awesome, Han. Thank you so much for jumping on. And I can't wait to share this with you and share this with the tribe. And I will send it your way so that you can share it with yours too. Thank you so much for Beautiful. jumping on with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and head on over to iTunes or your favorite podcast listener and give us a five-star review. Don't forget to join our free Facebook community called She's Unshakable, where we get to share our tips and tricks and experiences with building courage, resilience, and belief in ourselves. I look forward to meeting you in there.